ranking the newcomers to the best football teams in America. That's what ESPN did, taking the recruiting class along with the transfer portal additions. Where does Tennessee rank in the top 25? According to ESPN, that and a whole lot more here on your Wednesday, Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into it. Your Wednesday edition of Locked On Vols. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That is your team every single day. I'm Eric Kane. You can always find me on Twitter at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Vols. Appreciate you guys for being here and making Locked On Vols. Your first listen each and every day. Everydayers couldn't do it without you. Subscribe to the podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, to Lockdown Vols on the YouTube channel. So, as I said in the cold open, newcomer rankings. Recruiting class plus transfer portal additions. Uh, Tennessee was ranked inside the top 25 according to a recent article, a recent study over at ESPN.com. What do they say about the Tennessee Volunteers? And what about some other teams around the SEC? We'll get into that here in segment one. Long overdue, but we got Josh Ward for a little Ward Wednesday action in segment two. And then in light of it being official, Chase Burns at the transfer portal, I wanted to take kind of a twist on it because, and we'll have this conversation later, uh, I think Chase Burns is probably the biggest departure uh, from Tennessee in the transfer portal era. And I, I honestly don't think it's close. We'll have that conversation. But also, uh, who were some of the biggest transfer portal departures of the transfer portal era in college football as well as pre-transfer portal era. I thought that'd be a fun conversation. That's not just Tennessee, but that's that's college football wide. Uh, that's coming up in segment number three. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, yeah, it was last week, I believe, or maybe it was a week and a half ago. It's been a minute. Uh, ESPN put out some of their newcomer rankings, uh, which kind of takes into account transfer portal additions as well as the 2023 recruiting rankings and I was out covering super regionals or maybe even the world series can't remember but I saw this come across my feed and I thought oh this is really interesting let's see what they say about Tennessee let's see where uh, Tennessee is ranked if you will and according to ESPN Tennessee is at number 16 of these newcomer rankings uh, take into account they list uh, here some of the top impact newcomers uh, Keenan Peely BYU transfer John Campbell Miami offensive tackle transfer Defensive tackle Omar Norman Lott from Arizona State. Wide receiver Dante Thornton from Oregon. And then they have the lone uh, prep guy in this top newcomer. And that's Arian Carter. Of course, he was a top, gosh, man, he was a top 60 recruit, according to On3. Uh, ESPN has him at the 185 or whatever. But anyway, um, he's considered uh, the, the top prep newcomer for Tennessee. And this is what the article says about Tennessee and uh, kind of where they uh, will start with the recruiting class. It says, Josh Hobbles quickly changed the perception of this program into seeking to build off an 11-win season with a blend of transfers and recruits. Peely leads the way in terms of impact additions. He was a two-time captain at BYU, among the Cougars' leading tacklers when healthy. That's the thing right there. This is my input. When he's healthy. Um, was not all the way healthy, I don't believe, in 2022, and you hope that you get a healthy uh, Keenan Peely in 2023. Uh, John Campbell arrives from Miami with starting experience and is a strong candidate to fill a hole in the offensive line. Got news for you, he is going to fill a hole in the offensive line. Uh, that lost two key members in first-round draft pick Darnell Wright and Jerome Carvin, who is with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Uh, portal additions, Norman Lott, tight end. That's Omar Norman Lott from Arizona State, defensive tackle. Tight end McAllen Castles from UC Davis. And cornerback Gabe Judy Lolly from BYU have spent time in the SEC at Vanderbilt earlier in his career. All additions who should strengthen the depth and play productive roles this season. I, I would agree with that. Now, you know, it's Tony Vitello actually met. Um, he did his annual uh, hit with uh, John Wilkerson, Vince Ferrara on uh, the Sports Animal Tuesday morning. And he kind of was talking about his program and how every player they brought in from the transfer portal, it's been for a purpose. And uh, they, they, they pretty much come here to play. And I started thinking the last couple of years, I'm like, yeah, he's exactly right. And I look, I mean, it doesn't always work out this way. Don't get me wrong. Look at, you know, going back to football now, look at Andre Tarantan. He set the bench last year, and there's obviously been some other examples. But I look at this class, this transfer portal class for Tennessee and uh, the notables here. I mean, they're all they're all coming into play. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that um, Gabe Judy Lolly is going to start snap one, but I think he'll play a whole lot of football. I think Keenan Peely will play a whole lot of football, and he'll be a starting linebacker. I think John Campbell is your starting left tackle. I think Omar Norman Lott might not be out there snap number one every game, but he's in that four-man rotation on the defensive tackle. Um, and Dante Thornton, I think, is going to be a stud in this offense, so I would agree with that. He goes on to say, in looking at the long-term overview, uh, quarterback of the future, Joe Milton III will likely be QB1, but highly touted signee uh, Nico Iamaliava could be viewed as QB1A. I don't agree with that. Uh, QB depth is limited on the Vols roster. That's true. So the ESPN 300 top five QB prospect, he was the number one overall rated player in the 2023 class, according to On3, but he's just a top five quarterback prospect over on ESPN. It's comical. Um, could play a role this season. If he doesn't, he already has shown signs of being their QB of the future. So again, this is Joe Milton's football team. If Joe Milton doesn't get it done, then sure, Nico will get a shot. But this is Joe's team. Um, for sure at this point in time. Uh, so I don't buy into much of that right there. Arian Carter was a late riser on the recruiting trail after making the switch from running back to linebacker. He looks like he could continue a uh, quick ascent and be in the mix defensively in year one. I agree with that. I think he'll be in the linebacker rotation for sure. Uh, two of the Vols' leading receivers are gone, that being Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. And Thornton, despite minimal proven production, is a big 2021 ESPN 300 prospect who brings ability and eligibility, making him a player to watch. Also, the versatility. He's a slot receiver, but he can also play on the outside. Uh, new additions via the 2023 class. Uh, have a look at the running back room in Knoxville, deep and talented and primed for the future. So there's a lot of stuff I agree with in here. A lot of the recruiting stuff I don't. Um but anyway, I, I, you know, Tennessee comes in at number 16 in these newcomer rankings. Uh, it's officially called the ESPN College Football 2023 Impact Transfer and Recruiting Class Rankings. We kind of combine those together. So if Tennessee is at 16, who's in front of Tennessee? Well, Tennessee comes in at number 16, also sixth in terms of SEC programs. LSU comes in at number four. Auburn comes in at number eight. Ole Miss comes in at number 11. Arkansas comes in at number 13. Good thing for Tennessee. They don't play any of those teams, right? But the 14th team in the ranking Tennessee will play. It's the Border War, right? Border, uh, Battle of the uh, Beer Barrel, um, and that is Kentucky. Uh, top impact newcomers for Kentucky, according to this article, is quarterback Devin Leary, obviously from NC State, one of the best quarterbacks in the country in 2021. Uh, offensive lineman Mark, Mark Marquez Cox from Northern Illinois. Running back Ray Davis from Vanderbilt. He's a productive player. 
Defensive lineman Keyshawn Silver from North Carolina and offensive lineman Cortland Ford from USC. And that's something for Kentucky. You know, they lost a lot on the offensive line, so they had to address with a couple of impactful players via the transfer portal, you know, kind of coming in. So Kentucky's there at number 14. Quick little overview of Arkansas, who sits at number 13. Uh, some of their top incoming transfers from the portal. Uh, you know, Jaheim Singletary from Georgia. Um, you know, Luke Hayes from, uh, let's see. Oh, he's, he's actually an incoming prospect. Okay. A tight end Josh Braun from Florida. Okay. Let's look at, uh, Ole Miss who comes in at number 11 in this, in this ranking. And remember that Ole Miss Lane Kiffin has made it a point that he calls himself the portal King. That, that is how he's building his roster and, and the great debate. It's not really even a debate. If you're good at your job and you know how to evaluate this, know how to manage this, I mean, your 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 lifeline of your program is prep recruiting. You got to continue to stack up recruiting classes off recruiting classes off of recruiting classes so that you have depth and quality depth in your football program and you go and fill holes and or go and get better supplement from the transfer portal. The way Lane Kiffin does it, I don't agree with. And we'll see if it gets them, you know, this year, or next year. But anyway, Lane Kiffin had a pretty decent haul coming in yet again. Uh, John Saunders Jr. from Miami. Um, let's see here. Uh, Joshua Harris from NC State. Perkins, the linebacker. Uh, he was a recruiter. I remember him from the recruiting trail and all that type of stuff. Um, Zachary Franklin, UTSA, who is one of their better receivers in that high-potent offense. Uh, let's look at Auburn, who came in at number eight. Auburn did have a pretty nice haul. Uh, Peyton Thorne, who could be at starting quarterback potentially. Brian Beatty from South Florida. Uh, Dylan Wade from Tulsa. And then LSU. Top incoming newcomers, the cornerback from Texas A&M, Devin Harris. I remember him from the recruiting days. Uh, Zai Alexander, who's a defensive end from Louisiana. And Mason Lunsford from Maryland as well. So uh, that's kind of the, the top incomers for LSU. But Anyway, Tennessee comes in at 6th in the SEC in these rankings, 16th overall. LSU's at 4, Auburn's at 8, Ole Miss is at 11, Arkansas's at 13, and Kentucky's at 14. If you're wondering who ESPN rated just overall in terms of these newcomer rankings, taking the recruiting class rankings as well as the transfer portal additions, it is USC at number 1, the Trojans, Miami at number 2, Florida State at number 3, I mentioned LSU, Colorado is at number 5, and there's a complete over, you know, overhaul there as you, you're taking, uh, you know, there, there was a mass exodus to the transfer portal when Deion Sanders came in there. I think a lot of that was uh, was uh, obviously uh, processing, but some of those newcomers, Travis Hunter, former number one overall recruit in the country from Jackson State, um, Shadir Sanders, of course, his son, the quarterback from Jackson State, Miles Slusher from Arkansas, um, and some other notable guys there. Oregon comes in at number six. Oklahoma's at number seven, Auburn's at eight, UCLA is at number nine, Louisville is at number 10, I mentioned Ole Miss at 11, TCU is at number 12 as they try to get back to the national championship game, Arkansas is at 13th, Kentucky's at 14th, Michigan is at 15th, and Tennessee is again at 16th. So, according to ESPN, the newcomers to Tennessee's roster, when compared to the newcomers of everybody else's roster, 16th best in the country with a solid recruiting class and some key priority targets that you got in from the transfer portal. We'll see how it all works out for Josh Heupel and Tennessee coming up this year. Hey, when we come back, Josh Ward going to get a little Ward Wednesday action. It's been a minute. 
That's what you have to look forward to on the other side right here on Locked On Vols. But hey guys, baseball season is in full swing and there's no better place to get in all the action than over at FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Uh, I love betting on baseball. I like to do futures a lot for baseball. Yo, MVP, NL East, who's going to win that division, National League pennant, all that type of stuff. And you can too over FanDuel.com, but all sports as well. You know, golf, uh, you got NASCAR, NBA Finals just wrapped up. But of course, we talked about that. Uh, not just baseball, but baseball is happening right now. And you can get in on that action at FanDuel.com. Don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Ward Wednesday right here on Locked On Vols. We welcome on our buddy Josh Ward of 991 The Sports Animal. He is the co-host of Josh and Swain, and you can hear that every weekday from noon until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Josh, I feel like it's been forever, man. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, it's been too long. Great to be back on with you. A lot has happened. A lot's always happening when it comes to Tennessee sports. Yeah, no doubt about it. We'll go ahead and start with the big news of the day. Uh, Chase Burns uh, says he's going to enter the transfer portal, and that officially, um, his name officially entered the portal uh, earlier on Tuesday morning. And this has been a conversation that's been going on for a while now. It's it's nothing new, as, as we've mentioned, but uh, there was some hope, and there was a good chance Tennessee could hold on to him at some point last week. But ultimately, over the weekend, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that his name was going to appear. How big of a loss is this for Tennessee baseball, and, and kind of what's that say about this era of sports? Chase Burns is a big loss. I don't see how anybody can say otherwise. Tennessee does not go to the College World Series without Chase Burns' postseason performance. Uh, I don't think they have much of a chance of getting out of the Clemson Regional without Chase Burns. So he was really important in the run, and if you were having to replace key players – including pitchers for next season, well, then he becomes even more valuable. Now, Tennessee's baseball program has had success over the last few years under Tony Vitello and has made the College World Series once without Chase Burns, and we'll have a good chance to do it again next year. I don't know. They have a lot of key players to replace, both in the lineup and on the mound. But he's a big loss. This is college baseball and college sports now. Uh, it's not just college football that gets – all the NIL attention, there's the NIL factor with other sports, baseball included. There is the transfer portal aspect where athletes have the chance to move around and go to a different place. And most often, Tennessee will benefit from it because it is a higher level program. Uh, so if we're just talking Tennessee baseball, I would say even Tennessee sports. Uh, but if we're talking baseball right now, with the shape the program's in, it's going to be more attractive to players to come in as opposed to lose key players. But this can happen. Uh, it's a different sport, but Georgia lost a key defensive lineman that decided, you know what, I'm going to go to uh, USC. And then uh, Burton at receiver who decided I'm going to go from Georgia to Alabama. So things like this are going to happen. It's no fun when you lose a key player. I will say to Chase Burns' credit, if he's known for a while that he planned to leave and the talk was out there before the NCAA tournament began, then I'll give him credit for despite planning to move on, he still did what he could to help Tennessee's baseball team this season, which was his responsibility. We've seen a lot of times where 
Athletes decide, I'm transferring, and they decide that immediately, and they leave a team in the middle of a season. Chase Burns didn't do that. So I'm not saying this is the right decision for him. I'm not saying you should congratulate him on his move. If you're a Tennessee fan, why would you be happy about it at all? Mm -hmm. But there is no College World Series appearance without Chase Burns, and he deserves a lot of credit for that part of it. Yeah, he was dynamite. Um, you mentioned a couple of those appearances. The, the season turned around when Tennessee beat Vanderbilt on that Friday night, and he was a big part of that as well. Um, of course, you know, he he looked pretty pretty stellar in some other regular season appearances. He got roughed up at South Carolina the last game of the regular season, but as soon as you start postseason, you mentioned the Clemson Regional. I mean, you know, 10th inning, extra innings, bases loaded, no outs. He gets out of the jam, and he throws like six innings of relief or whatever in that one. And then, of course, the College World Series appearances, what he did at Southern Miss. Um, he's a really good pitcher, and um, he was one of the most feared pitchers out of the bullpen. I think this move really helped him open the eyes of some MLB scouts, seeing the versatilities there. I think it helped his arm. Uh, but ultimately, I just think that that repu that's relationship with he and Frank Anderson, he and Tony Vitello, when the move happened to the bullpen, was just not going to be repaired. But overall... Tennessee does make it back to Omaha, wins a game for the first time in 22 years. Uh, Tony Vitello has got, got this baseball thing you know, figured out here on Rocky Top, it feels like. It does feel that way, and we'll see what the roster looks like next year. There's still moves to be made to replace some of these players that will move on. But at this point, how can you not trust Tony Vitello that he will do that? He's recruiting at a high level. Again, Tennessee is attractive as a transfer destination. Burns moving on is a recruiting pitch to the transfer portal if they want to go find another arm to say, hey, Chase Burns has decided to move on. We have a spot that's opened up essentially in our pitching rotation. So you need somebody else to help replace him, but the pitch is also there. And they can point to others coming in and having success as transfers. So two World Series appearances in three years, and the one year they didn't make it, they were really good in the talk of college baseball for a lot of the season. And Tennessee – would have had a chance to make a postseason run the season, making everything more attractive to prospects. So consider the fact that Tony Vitello is recruiting at such a high level, despite having to literally at times hide part of the facilities from recruits so they don't see exactly the way everything is. At I mean, that's Luigi true. Yeah, we're laughing, so, but that's exactly right. Yeah. 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 So they're going to go from hiding part of the program to showing <laughs> it off in the future. As long as Tony Vitello is Tennessee's head coach, I have no reason to believe Tennessee will not be a player in the SEC, which makes Tennessee a player nationally. All right, let's shift gears to Tennessee football. Of course, it's a little quiet on the team side. Offseason workout, summer workout, summer school, all that. Uh, going to ramp up even more here in the next week or so, but it's going on. It's ongoing. Tennessee recruiting is starting to uh, steam up a little bit, eat up a little bit. Uh, two monster official visit weekends now in the book as June uh, is about to close and the recruiting dead period is about to set in. But Picking up uh, three commits last week, and it sounds like they moved the needle a little bit for Amari Jefferson, Mike Matthews, Jordan Ross, uh, Ronan O'Connell, Brayden Russell, a lot of those big-name guys who were here last weekend. Yeah, the recent commitments were really good news for Tennessee because they were prioritized players. Uh, Boo Carter is a guy that we've talked about for a long time now as an in-state athlete, a guy that could play on either side of the ball. We'll see where he ends up fitting in at Tennessee I like the idea of him being on offense. Uh, there is a lot of talk in the defensive backfield, too, but he's a big-time athlete that Tennessee kind of had to get. Tennessee landed him, and then he turns into a recruiter for Tennessee, which which doesn't hurt, can only help this past weekend. 
with the visitors coming in. Max Anderson on the offensive line is a player that Tennessee has prioritized as well, and they need linemen. They've, they've got to upgrade, I think, on the offensive line moving forward to compete at the highest level every year in the SEC. And those other names you mentioned, we're talking about high-level players. We're talking about Tennessee competing with Alabama, with Georgia, with Clemson, the programs that have recruited at the highest level. Tennessee is not going to win all of these battles, but I think this last month, if you go back to Memorial Day leading up to the conversation now, with all the players that Tennessee has brought in and the reaction we've seen from those visits, I do think that they will pay off. Again, not with everybody. Remember those prospects visit other schools too, and relationships matter. But mm-hmm. I think the way the, the program is right now, the way that Tennessee's staff is able to sell what they've done as opposed to what we believe will happen. That was the pitch before last season. Hey, we're going to do this. Well, you beat Alabama and you win 11 games. You can now tell prospects, we have done this and we're going to do more. And then when players on campus back up what the coaches are selling, I think it all helps out. So at wide receiver, those names are highly coveted players and Matthews and Wingo. And um, they're trying to add to the offensive skill positions with high-level guys. I trust that Josh Heupel is going to get just about anybody open. I have more confidence that five stars are going to get open. And that's why Tennessee's making a heavy run at him. All right, man. Last little bit here. We got about a minute or two left with you. Uh, I want to put you on the spot. I did this on yesterday's show, and uh, I hate when I get put on the spot, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me not the most important, not the most, uh, not the best all time, but right now, give me Tennessee's three best offensive players and Tennessee's three best defensive players. Uh, I'll start on defense. You're a former linebacker yourself, so defense deserves more credit here. Uh, yeah. This is not this is not necessarily in order, but I will say Amari Thomas on the defensive line. I will say Aaron Beasley at linebacker, and then I need a third best defensive That's the player. Part right there, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, where he is right now, and then upside to take a step forward. I kind of want to say Tyler Barron, huge jump year two. Somebody like Joshua Josephs has that upside. Uh, Keenan Peely has a ton of experience. Put me down for for Tyler, Tyler Barron. Uh, I think that's at least a safe pick and that he can be productive uh, numbers-wise and, and how much we see him. You and me, the same three on defense. It was tough. I did I, I did top five on each side, so it was even more challenging three yeah. through f- five on defense, but that was my top three as well. Okay, offense, I will say again, no particular order. Cooper Mays, Joe Milton, can I take four wide receivers and a tie for number three? Uh, I will say Brew McCoy. My top three as well. It, it, it's funny. You know something we this there, Eric Kane. You, you're starting to figure these things out. <laughs> Just now, a couple years into it, right? Um, like, like offense was – it's subject to, you know, conversation, of course, and it's it's about what you value more. But, like, offense was pretty straightforward, I felt like. Take take one of your running backs. They'll be fourth or whatever. You know, I'll put Javante yeah. Spragans at number five. You know, okay. A brew was in there for me as well. Defensively, yeah, I mean, there you go guys to different- not discount. Don't discount Ramel Keaton, in my opinion. Uh, Squirrel White, you know, there's all kinds of excitement about him. So numbers wise, he might make a run at the top three to five. But Brew, talent wise, plus proven production, I think belongs in there. Cooper is so valuable, and then mm-hmm. you know, Joe's a bit of a gamble in making him as that pick. But if he is one of your top three guys, this offense is going to hum again. Yeah, exactly. And then on defense, like there's so much. Well, this like Tyler Barron, if he's consistent, he's absolutely top three of your best, most talented guys. And then like, you know, the Caleb Herrings, the Joshua Joseph, James Pierce, they have another level than anybody else, but can't do are we gonna see that level? 
And then Danico Slaughter, we're going to see that consistency. So. Slaughter is a guy I was going to say, if if he can jump into that conversation or Gabe Judy Lolly is a transfer, that's obviously good because you're getting more production on the back end. Love the offseason football content, but football will be here before you know it. SEC Media Days just a couple weeks away, and then we'll be in fall camp, and then we'll be in Nashville for that 11 a.m. local time opener. Can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, but that does mean it's football time in Tennessee again. Josh Ward, uh, you got uh, the show every single day, noon to 3 on 99.1 The Sports Animal, and, of course, on Fridays, still doing the Josh and Swain newsletter. Every Friday it's free. You can subscribe at joshandswain.com. Uh, once a week, we won't flood your inbox. And then, yeah, 12 to 3, Monday through Friday, VFL Jason Swain and I talking Tennessee football and everything else. Josh Ward, he's at Josh underscore Ward on Twitter. Appreciate it, man. You got it. Thank you. All right, we got more of the show coming up next right here on Locked on Balls. All right, guys, welcome back. Wednesday, Locked on Balls. Good stuff there from Josh Ward. Again, it's been a minute. It's really good to catch up with him. He's been on vacation. I've been traveling, so we'll get back to an every Wednesday thing with Josh Ward. I encourage you to go listen to him and Jason Swain on the radio. He does great. They do awesome, awesome stuff. Okay, so the news about Chase Burns became official at about 8 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday morning. Um, And we talked about it on Monday's show about how it was going to happen and all that. And so I don't want to spend too much time discussing Chase Burns, but if you follow Tennessee baseball, if you follow college baseball, you know who Chase Burns is. This is a big deal. It is a big deal. And I understand football keeps the lights on for the entire university. Football is king. It's why we talk football. I love football, but it's why we talk football on this show pretty much every single day. Tennessee's baseball team is good. Tennessee's baseball team is one of the best in the country. Tennessee made it to Omaha in the College World Series, which in my opinion is equivalent to a Final Four in men's basketball for the second time in three years. It's tough to do. Won its first game in Omaha for the first time in 22 years. And largely why they won their first game in Omaha in 22 years is because Chase Burns was so dominant. Chase Burns is a great pitcher. He's in the transfer portal. My point is... This is a big deal. So it got me thinking, okay, who were some of the biggest transfers to leave Tennessee? I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because um, I, I understand a lot of you guys don't care about who's not here anymore. But I, but I, I just try to come to and think about this. You know, in football, I understand when Jeremy Pruitt was fired, uh, there was a mass exodus to the program, 30-plus players into the portal. Of those players who entered the portal, the biggest names at the time, Henry Tuoltuo, who's a starting Middle linebacker for Tennessee his first two years. Uh, he was on path to you know have a really, really good career and go draft it, get drafted. And of course, he was drafted, I believe, in the fifth round this year. But uh, anyway, um, I, I, I thought at the time, Henry Tuoltuo would get drafted a lot higher than where he did. That was a huge loss. Eric Gray was a huge loss for Tennessee. Uh, running back, you know, option one, running back A. And he would have really done well in this offense for Josh Heupel. Um you know, those were some of the bigger names at the time, okay? And so, I, you know, I know there's been other players that have left Tennessee's program, but for the most part, when you think about it, Tennessee has benefited via the transfer wire more so than it's not benefited, okay? I mean, sure, there's going to be guys that leave every single year. That's just the era we live in now. But think about the ones you've hit on. Hendon Hooker, your starting quarterback right now, Joe Milton, transfer portal. <laughs> I mean, um, Brew McCoy transfer portal and the list goes on and on. I could, I could continue to go on, but, uh, nonetheless, I'm trying to think of big time departures for Tennessee. And so I mentioned football. 
you know, in basketball, and again, I'm, this is all kind of recent here because none none from the old days come really kind of jump out at me. And in basketball, I really can't think of one to be completely honest with you. I know Olivier Cumois just left, and and sure, that's that was a starter and a good player here at Tennessee for four years. Uh, but he is not on the level of a, of a Chase Burns, and I understand basketball is more popular than baseball. What I'm trying to say is, when you look at it individually, he's nowhere, you know, compared to a to a Chase Burns. And so, anyway, I, like I, this is, in my opinion, the biggest transfer to leave Tennessee and, and go into the portal. Uh, what about some of the biggest transfer portal names in football this offseason? You know, nationwide, who were who were some of those names? They kind of come to mind. Well, got a list here from USA Today, some of the top 2023 football transfers. Sam Hartman, quarterback's going to be king, so a quarterback has the potential to make the biggest difference. We'll see what Sam Hartman does at Notre Dame, but going from Wake Forest to Notre Dame, that was a big one, obviously. Travis Hunter, as we mentioned earlier, going from Jackson State to uh, Colorado to play for Deion Sanders. Denver Harris going from A&M. To LSU, we mentioned him earlier, okay? Devin Leary has a chance to really make some noise in, in Lexington. Going from NC State to Kentucky, that's a huge one. Again, a quarterback. Dominic Lovett, wide receiver, Missouri to Georgia, that's a big one. Jordan Birch from South Carolina to Oregon. Um, let's see here. Jaheim Bell from South Carolina to Florida State. Carson Steele from Ball State. Remember Carson Steele? Tennessee played against him this year. Um, he was that, I, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, he was the short white running back with long hair. He was good. He was a baller. He had a great year. He's going to UCLA. Good for him. Um, Cade Mc I can't say his name. Cade McNeb <laughs> so embarrassing. The Michigan quarterback, the one that they kept flip flopping around. Um, McNamara. Uh, anyway. That's really embarrassing. Uh, he's going to Iowa. Hope you guys are all laughing at me right now. I'm laughing at myself. Uh, he go. He's going to Iowa. So those are some of the biggest portal names this offseason, this cycle. And, and I think it's safe to say that it has it doesn't hold a candle to what happened last offseason, right? The likes of Caleb Williams, the likes of Jordan Addison. Now those were the names that transferred last year, and those are those are obviously big impactful. Transfers, Caleb Williams won the Heisman, Jordan Addison, the Belenikoff Award winner, going from Pittsburgh to USC. Who were some of the bigger names pre-transfer portal era? Remember, it was harder to transfer back then, but you could still transfer. Think of Tennessee's transfers. They got in Uros Plavsic technically before the portal, Cade Mays before the portal. Um, Aubrey Solomon was a huge get for Tennessee. Obviously, it didn't turn out. Uh, and go well when he got here to Tennessee, but he was a huge addition uh, from Michigan to Tennessee. I mean, that was all pre-transfer portal era. So we remember it, it can happen. It was just a little bit more difficult, and it was kind of like if you're a quarterback, you know, you have a good chance of being eligible elsewhere, but if you play a, nor a normal position, you don't. I uh, got an article here from an, from SI from uh, earlier this year, and they go through and they rank the top 10 pre-transfer portal era transfers in college football. thought this was kind of fun. Scott Frost coming in at number 10, started at Stanford, and of course he ended at Nebraska, later coached at Nebraska, and he just got fired. Troy Aikman started at Oklahoma, ended at UCLA. We know that, right? Kyle Murray, former Heisman Trophy winner, started at Texas A&M, ended at Oklahoma, Beat out Tua Tungavaloa. I was one of just a few, it felt like, that said, you guys know Kyler Murray's going to win the Heisman, right? I mean, just look at his stats, look at his projectiles. I know Tua's all the talk, and I know Tua's the popular pick. It's going to be Kyler Murray. I'm going to toot my own horn here. I called it 
leading up to the Heisman voting, and everybody said I was crazy. Lo and behold, there it is, number one overall pick as well, and he just got paid in the National Football League. Uh, Kyle Murray coming in at number eight. Russell Wilson, I was talking to this uh, the other day to, to one of my buddies. You guys remember Russell Wilson? He played a long time at NC State, and then he transferred to Wisconsin, and that's when we got to know uh, Russell Wilson, of course. Uh, Roger Staubach. Did you know that he started at New Mexico Military Institution? And, of course, he ended at the Naval Academy. Uh, Baker Mayfield was a former walk-on, if I'm not mistaken, at Texas Tech. Maybe I'm wrong. But, anyway, he started at Texas Tech, and he moved on to Oklahoma. Of course, Oklahoma, arguably, you can make the case, QBU here of late. Um, even I had Caleb Williams there before he transferred. Uh, but anyway, Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield coming in on this list. Randy Moss, believe he signed with Notre Dame, one of the most interesting you know, career paths in college ever. Signed with Notre Dame, enrolled and played at uh, Florida State, and then, of course, he ended at Marshall, and Randy Moss goes on to be one of the best wide receivers of all time. A huge, huge transfer a couple of different times before the portal even existed. O.J. Simpson, who started the City of City College in San Francisco and, of course, ended at Southern Cal. You've got Cam Newton. That 2010 season, it was, man, it was a one-hit wonder, but arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever, arguably the single best quarterback play of a single season back in 2010 for Auburn, but he originally started at Florida, left, went to Ben College, got in some trouble, of course, left, went to Ben College, and then ended at Auburn and had a long-sustaining NFL career. And now he's saying he's listing teams that he would be okay with as being a backup quarterback. It's funny how things change. But anyway, he had a great career. And then number one, I don't know if it's hard to argue at all. I don't think it's hard to argue. we got to be Joe Burrow just a couple years ago back in 2019. Coming from Ohio State, doing nothing there, nothing there. Transferring to LSU. Okay season. Gets linked up with Joe Brady. And he's the best quarterback to ever play the game, right? I mean, that's what it felt like. And, uh, of course, he parlayed that into a successful NFL draft pick. And he's so far, he's been successful in the NFL. And you hope that he can stay injury-free. But think about some of those names. And think about how many of those are quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, OJ Simpson, uh, Randy Moss, Baker Mayfield, Roger Staubach, Russell Wilson, Tyler Murray, Troy Aikman, and Scott Frost. I mean, all but two. If my memory serves me right, I'm counting correctly, all but two of those are quarterbacks. It was so easy to transfer if you played quarterback than any other position. So I don't know. I just, you know, what's my point? I don't really have a point here. I'm just, I'm just kind of reliving some stuff. And it got me thinking, Chase Burns leaving Tennessee is a big deal. I follow baseball. I'm a baseball fan. I cover baseball. So, you know, I'm close to it. But it is a big deal. This is the equivalent to a star quarterback leaving your team. And how easy it's been over the history of college football if you play quarterback, even before the transfer portal era, to transfer from one team to the next. J Justin Fields is another one, not even on this list. Justin Fields is a huge one, right? And maybe, no, that was before the transfer portal era. Yeah, he had to get a waiver. Huge one. So anyway, um, this, this is kind of what I equivalent to that is what I would say. And of course, the quarterbacks, they get all the popularity, they get all the press, all that type of stuff. College football is the biggest thing in the world. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, Chase Burns leaving Tennessee, it's a big deal. Uh, but Tennessee's already been active in the portal with one commit. Uh, I feel like they're close to a couple more, and 
Uh, they're going to try to make some some waves, and I think Tennessee's going to be okay. I think Chase Burns is going to be okay. He's going to be a top five overall pick, I would imagine, in the 2024 draft. A lot of people are saying, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? I, I don't know. I don't really care, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I cover the player. I cover the Tennessee side of things. When they leave, don't care. <laughs> you know, I just, I really don't. I mean, I've heard some names thrown around there. Of course, everybody's saying LSU, Vanderbilt, TCU was the talk uh, over the weekend. We'll see what he does. Uh, but, you know, it is a big deal. And so, you know, Tennessee will respond. And Tennessee's got a great recruiting class coming in. And uh, we'll see what Tennessee can do via the transfer portal. So, uh, just kind of a conversation. Thought we'd have here uh, in the last segment involving transfer portal and some of the bigger names that have moved through it and even before its existence. All right, that'll do it here for a Wednesday edition of Locked On Balls. Can't thank you enough for being here. Everydayers couldn't do this without you. I I say this every day about the everydayers, but really, like when I'm out in public or I'm you know meeting somebody or I'm at a function or whatever, and they come up and they say, "Dude, I'm an every blankety blank every every day." Or I'm like, "Hell yeah!" I think that is so freaking cool. Uh, so I appreciate you guys running with that. Come back tomorrow if you're not an everydayer. We'll find out what it is. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Locked On Balls on the YouTube channel and follow us wherever you get your podcast. We will come back with a little bit of a Georgia preview, Tennessee opponents. I haven't forgot about that. I think I've got Georgia, and that might be the only SEC team I haven't done. I haven't done Vanderbilt. But anyway, we'll talk a little opponent preview coming up next tomorrow right here on Locked On Balls. Appreciate you guys.